Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the Spirit Diaries podcast. My name is Birdie. And mine's Robert. And we are your hosts. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, no. Sh- should I continue? I don't know. I didn't know if I was supposed to like add on to that or not. <laughs> you have to. Because <laughs> not expecting that. <laughs> like, um,. I'm like, I'm shaking. <laughs> it gave you anxiety. I don't know the rest of the lyrics I don't to know this the song. song. <laughs> oh, so for those of you just joining us, welcome to this podcast. We share all things spooky, including stories of us both growing up with ghosts, living in haunted houses, Ooh. and going on scary adventures. Fun. <laughs> they are fun. They are afterward Mm -hmm. you know in the moment i'm like are they fun and i'm like no this is dumb i hate this uh there's footage of me saying that it's dumb and i hate this (laughs) and then you know within 24 hours i'm like that was the greatest thing ever i think we should do it again (laughs) and then we get to the next place you're like i don't want to do this ever again (laughs) it's funny 24 hours and i'm like yeah, I think I love that. Refreshed. It's like you just forget all the trauma. Right? Like yeah. just, I just hide that in the back of my brain. <laughs> so strange. So we want to say a special thank you to our new patrons. So thank you for joining Patreon, Julie, Jennifer M, and Melissa. And a special thank you to Chemically Feline, who upgraded their pledge and is now a fae. Woo! I don't know. that I- Fairy! <laughs> Well, depending on what type of fae you want to be. True. What type of fae would you be? I Probably one that's mean. Really? Probably. Which one? I'd totally mess with people. I don't know. Just just an angry fae? Yeah. I'd just be like, mm, humanity. 
I think. Hmm. Ooh, there's so <laughs> many good ones. I'm just like, oh, which do I choose? I think I would be a tree spirit only because I think it would be cool to live in the forest. Or, oh, wait, mermaids are type of fae, right? Technically. I would be a mermaid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a given. Duh. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to talk about the origin story of... um. Me and my weirdness. <laughs> Great. <sighs> Are we ready for all this unpacking of trauma? Yes. Really? Yeah, go for it. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> so I was born dying. And this is what makes me uh, theorize that perhaps, or I hypothesize, I should say, that maybe this is what screwed me up. <laughs> um, because as a science-minded person, I am constantly trying to figure out why do I have mediumistic tendencies, mm -hmm. uh, if that's the word we want to use. Uh, where did this come from? How did it start? Why doesn't this happen for everyone? And basically from a psychology standpoint, trying to figure out like, what happened to my brain to make this a thing? You're a changeling. Oh, okay. <laughs> not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. The first time I heard of changelings, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, could this be a thing? Um, uh, perhaps that would be cool. But yeah, I don't think I'm that cool. Uh, <laughs> but no, there is a part of me who wants to be like way more fantasy oriented and be like, yes, I'm totally a changeling. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, not that cool. So I believed that this NDE I had when I was a child was probably the trigger of my mediumship abilities because everything I was searching for in like journal articles and scientific studies of psychic phenomena and where it comes from, a lot of them were uh, stemmed from after people had an NDE or a near-death experience. Right. So I thought perhaps this is why I've seen spirits since birth because right after birth, I had an NDE, mm -hmm. but <laughs> this is where the storyline thickens. Um, basically, Spirit Diaries started a few years ago after I had received a diary from my mom. And she basically wrote letters to me. Uh, <laughs> um, some were sweet. Some were telling me how rotten I was. And More rotten than sweet, I feel like. <laughs> You're a horrible child, and one day when you have a child, you will understand. And it's like, haha, I've never had a child. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I always heard that growing up. You just wait till you have a child who hates you. Too bad, not gonna happen. Um, but I received my mom's diary, and I actually found out I did die mm. right after being born. I was dead for a few moments before i was resuscitated and then i was like wow this changes everything and that's when i decided i need to share my story because this is incredible for research purposes mm -hmm. um so <laughs> why this struck me as like so crazily significant of that i actually died is as an adult i did a past life regression which is where you go into a meditative hypnotic hypnotic <laughs> sort of state um and you 
bring your mind back and back and back and try to remember your birth, your past lives. Um, and I did one guided by Brian Weiss, who is a huge uh, name in past life regressions. And he's done a lot of studies on it, um, Dr. Brian Weiss. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. But when I did this regression, I was in the delivery room and I saw my mom, I saw my baby body, <laughs> and <laughs> I was standing there and there was two black figures, one on each side of me, and I was very upset. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to go into my little baby body. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, I was like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um and then all of a sudden that was it that was all i remember um was this memory real probably not <laughs> maybe mm. um the thing that makes me think that this regression was somewhat significant um is that i had no idea i died right i had always heard like oh you know my birth was very rough um that there was priests around, mm -hmm. they were praying, um, people were in a chapel praying, doctors had told my parents like, this is it, right. uh, she's a goner. Um, it was very, very serious. And um, I had known that, but I didn't know I actually died. And what's really cool is like, what if this regression was that moment? Is there something right. you know, to be said? I don't know. And that is interesting, because it's like, it <laughs> Where you just like stand there like, well, shit, like I, I we tried. Let's just call it a day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really don't want to jump back in type of thing. Well, right. And if we do believe that the regression is true, which I'm not saying it is, mm -hmm. um, it could totally be like bullshit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So but if it is true, what if like I was never even in that body? What right. if that body was like soulless mm -hmm. or what if there was another soul in that body and I kicked it out? And then I that mean, goes to the changeling thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if your body died and then you're like, well, I guess I'm going to jump in. Like, right. Empty were you in vessel? there already? Like, was there, or was it just like free ride? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. And that's all saying if this regression is believed to be true. Right. Which, I mean, we can't even take it as the truth mm -hmm. because there's no proof that any of that is real. But I do think it's highly strange and coincidental that I did that years before I found out I had actually died in right. that moment. Freaky. <laughs> um, what was also a little bit more compelling about this regression is during that same regression, I had saw myself looking in a mirror, mm -hmm. um, which was a part of the exercise. You were supposed to look at yourself and see what you were wearing in this lifetime to sort of when you went back further to see your own body right. and kind of see what you looked like in the past lifetime. <sighs> I'm so nervous um, <laughs> because it's strange. I just don't under, I don't understand. Right. I don't understand how this works. Um, and I think it bothers me as somebody who wants to know how everything works. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of speechless. It, it, it baffles me. Mm -hmm. So, during the same regression, I was um, looking at myself in my bedroom mirror 
And I had seen I was wearing this like pink dress and these white shoes with straps and these white lacy socks. And I looked at my finger and I was wearing this like little gold pinky ring. And um, I thought, what a significant outfit because (laughs) there are many like signature outfits I wore as a little kid. And that was not one I had any recollection of. Right. So I did (laughs) call my mom and ask like, hey, mom, do you remember this random outfit? And I don't think I told her I did a regression because that's weird. Who does that? Um, So I was just like, yeah, I had a strange memory. And um, I asked her about it. And she's like, that is so freaky. And I was like, great. (laughs) Same inflection and everything. (laughs) My mom talks like that. That's how she talks. (laughs) And... uh, I can hear her say that is so freaky. Um, (laughs) So yeah, she said the weirdest thing is that exact outfit you described belonged to my aunt Mm. who had died prior to me being born. Um, And that was the outfit she wore and it had been given to me and they dressed me up in it once and got super scared when they put the clothes on me because I guess I went to sleep and I immediately assumed the exact position my aunt was known to sleep in. Oh, weird. She died as a very young child mm-hmm. uh, from a malpractice suit um, right. in a hospital and um, had very specific mannerisms because she was not well uh, physically. And... um Yeah, I guess when I wore the outfit, I had taken on her mannerisms and unbeknownst to me, (laughs) my family had theorized that I was her reincarnated, which totally freaks me out. That is weird. But also another theory could be, I mean, those were literally her clothes. You're super empathetic. It's like you could have just picked up a mannerism like you do in any of our locations that we go to, you'll start picking up mannerisms that aren't yours. I totally agree. And I believe this to be the case. Mm -hmm. I think that was a sign of psychicness Mm -hmm. and I picked up the mannerism and that was my form of channeling like the spirit of her as a child. Um, She was also nonverbal. So me being physical could have been like just a sign for her to communicate to them. Um, and we'll see this in locations when we go, um, specifically in Randolph County Asylum mm-hmm. downstairs. Uh, if you watch our footage, I actually start stuttering. Yeah. And it wasn't until I reviewed the footage that we found out that Doris, the spirit in the basement, mm-hmm. um, stuttered. Yeah. And I find that so fascinating because... I didn't stutter throughout any of the other locations except when I channeled Doris and it was like talking with a stutter. Yeah, that was super strange. That was so weird. And that's something I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that until we got home and I review footage because how those work is we go, Robert tells me nothing. We film. After I do my reading, you tell me just like enough right to validate me um 
But you don't get to go through like everything. No, it's more of like <laughs> a quick rundown of like, okay, this is this place. This is this place. This is this place. You're right here, here, here. Okay, let's grab the equipment. <laughs> like- yeah, it's very fast. We literally run with cameras in our hands mm-hmm. during this. Um, there is not a second down. And most of it, I don't realize until I watch the footage when I get home and I'm like, Oh my God, did you know this? (laughs) It's this like... Yeah, I couldn't tell you in the moment. (laughs) It's this huge thing of I'm like, did you know this person did this? And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Or like even at Randolph County, I was like, oh, they're talking about somebody named Kate. And you're like, no, that doesn't match in the moment. And then when I was editing the episode, the tour guide's name was Kate. Yeah, I I didn't even... It's completely slipped my mind because I'm like... (laughs) Okay, that has nothing to do with the history of this place, not realizing it's the lady giving me the tour of the place. Well, and I think that's so strange. And I I think that's what I really want to share with this podcast is like mediumship doesn't work very clearly. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. And even if you get something right, like you don't even know all the time that it's right. (laughs) Right. It's like that took me what we we filmed in April and we found out um, in like August and mm-hmm. I found that out and I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, this is several months where I was just like, dang, I was so wrong. <laughs> nope. Surprise. So this wasn't the only weird thing. Um, when I was two and I was reading this diary, my mom left me. Um, I told my mom that I was watching them from heaven mm-hmm. and I chose them. Because I wanted to go to Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Priorities were in check. Like (laughs) that's so me though. So I would be somebody if like all of this is true, I would totally have been the spirit who's like, um, I need a family who lives close to Disney. And found somebody within a very close radius of Disney World who actively went to Disney World and be like, yeah, them. Fine, fine, fine. I'll take it. What's one of your requirements for this life? Uh, Some of the Mickey ears, please. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What is that? Um, Obviously, like, this is something that I think is so hard with kids who Mm -hmm. do talk about life prior to this. Um, And we see this in cases all the time. And researchers see this in cases all the time of children who speak of lives prior to this i was just talking to a mom Mm -hmm. who had a child experienced psychic events and life prior to this one and was accurate with what they were saying um and i think a lot of kids like use terms like heaven or use terms like the clouds or something because i don't think at that young of an age there's a vocabulary available to describe to really explain um, my family was very heavily Christian right. um, when I was a child, so I knew of heaven, mm-hmm. which made the most sense, I think, to me at two years old of like, oh, yeah, I mean, if you're not alive, you're in heaven. So right. I seen you before. I was like watching you. And how creepy is that? Like, what would you do <laughs> if your kid came up and was like, yeah, I've been watching you from heaven? Like, that's so scary. <laughs> you look different from this angle. Well, and I was, I was talking to this mom about this recently about how, you know, don't get wigged out with a kid. Like, this is something that's so normal for kids to where it's like, that doesn't even register as something strange to say. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as an adult, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> and I think that's something I experienced a lot as a child is like, not being believed or like being treated like I was like some like 
alien. Right. <laughs> um, to where I think it's super important if you do know a kid or if you do have a kid who's experiencing psychic phenomenon, not to treat it as like the, oh my God, <laughs> like, and I know it's so easy. I don't know what I would do if we had a child and our child was like, um, mom, are ghosts real? Because there's a guy without a head in my room. I'd be like, no. There's dead people on the ceiling. I'd be like, okay, go to your room. <laughs> like, how, how do you handle that? Like, uh, so... My parents handled it by trying to take me to the doctor multiple times. Um, my mom wrote this in her diary that they took me to the doctors before I turned three for various reasons, including me dragging myself out of the dark <laughs> and escaping from my crib whenever I was left alone in the dark before I could even crawl. Just imagine like a baby you just like Rambo military crawling <laughs> through the carpet like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was very actively scared of the dark for a very long time mm. um typically when it was darker is when i would have like more spirit activity happen right um and i was really scared of it always so i was not comfortable uh for a very long time with like dealing with what happened when there was a spirit around um so, yeah, part of me thinks like maybe baby me was like, oh, spirit, <laughs> like so scary. Um, but the doctor was like, you know, some kids develop fast and <laughs> maybe this one doesn't like being alone in a room. So um, my parents didn't really believe in the paranormal when I was growing up. Um, they, in my perception, did not believe me when I told them things. Um I would tell them, you know, some of the things I experienced and they'd be like, oh, no, ghosts aren't real. Monsters aren't real. Mm -hmm. um, that's just, you know, the fish tank. You're not hearing <laughs> voices at night. Or that was just, you know, a coincidence. That's not happening. We haven't had the fish tank in three years. It wasn't the fish tank. <laughs> yeah. So um, it bothered me a lot growing up because I felt crazy. Uh, because I didn't feel like I was believed. I didn't feel like I was taken seriously. Uh, but at the same time, uh, in my parents' defense, they were just trying to handle it the best they could. Like, how do you tell a little girl, like, who's terrified of the darkness? Like, I'm scared. Like, yes, sweetie, <laughs> you can see monsters and you're the only one. <laughs> it's okay. It's just dead people. They're fine. <laughs> right? Like, so, like, I'm angry that I was not, like, believed and or accepted. Um, but I also now, as an adult, understand, like, I don't know how to handle that. What do you do? Like, I don't know. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it really bothered me when I got this diary and realized that so much of what my mom had wrote were paranormal experiences mm -hmm. and it like was sort of heartbreaking to realize like my parents were kind of aware the entire time that there was something off about my experiences and yet growing up I was made to believe like I was just imagining everything imagining it all mm -hmm. yeah so it <sighs> It really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. So, of course, all of this stuff was happening before I can even remember. This is all pre, like, three years old that this has happened. Right. Um, which I think it's crazy that there is that much recording <laughs> right? of, like, my weird paranormal life before I can remember. 
And it's great because it's it's someone else who recorded it of you. So it's like, it's not just you going, I believe I have these abilities. It's like someone else before you could even speak was like, mm, she's got some abilities. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was scary to read because it was this weird moment. I didn't, this is not why I got my mom's diary. I got it for a totally unrelated reason. Right. Um, and upon reading it, I was just like, <gasps> like, oh my gosh, what? What? Everything makes sense now. Like, oh. <laughs> it was like, I'm pretty sure that day is when we recorded the original podcast or when I recorded the original yeah. podcast episode because I was like, that's it. <laughs> I'm telling everyone. <laughs> I think it was that first moment of like real validation of like, aha, you did know. Right. You knew. <laughs> I just like the phone call. Like, yeah, that happened. You're just like, what? <laughs> I know when I confronted them, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, all yeah, that, all that's true. <laughs> so the first paranormal experience I can personally remember is when I was like five ish. It's hard for me to remember exactly how old I was. Um, I would have to say it was like five to six mm-hmm. um, based on the time period of like what was happening around that and the color of the carpet. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how I base my time periods. What color was the carpet in that memory? Um, blue. So, <laughs> oh, blue carpet. Did what you a guys great have color for carpet? Did no. you guys have blue carpet? No, we I did feel not. like so many people had blue carpet back mm. in the early I think 90s. We had gray. I think our carpet was like a dark gray or pink. People had a lot. Mm. I, a lot of people had pink carpet. Yeah. Ew, the blue was so awful. awful it looks like the ocean. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so there was a woman in our family room and she sat on the couch and um, she was heavy set. She was wearing this like a muumu type of outfit, just like almost like a old lady nightgown right. type of thing. Um, and her hair was drawn back in a bun. It was gray. And... Yeah, she looked <laughs> flesh and bone. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not realize that she was a spirit. I thought she was, like, a neighbor or somebody in her family. Um, my fam- my family had people over-, over all the time. My mom was, like, friends with all the neighbors who would be over all the time. We had a lot of elderly neighbors. So, like, I didn't really assume that, I mean... <laughs> my first assumption would not be like, oh, this lady's a spirit. Like there was that didn't even cross my mind. Right. Um, so I would talk to her all the time, and I like I have actual memories of me sitting on the ground and looking up at this lady on our couch and talking to her. Mm-hmm. Like I see her so clearly. I I don't know. It's baffling to me. So I didn't realize that this lady wasn't real um, until several years later. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my adult life, I had like came out to my parents and been like, mom, dad, I'm a medium. And of course, I was like so panicked. My heart was pounding and I'm like, (gasps) and I hadn't talked about like spiritual stuff with my parents in ages. Right. So when I like told them i was expecting like a oh my gosh like i don't know i i I was expecting like some sort of like 
I don't, shock or something. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. That's a weird thing to yeah, like come yeah. out and say. Just you're not you're not sure what reaction you're gonna get, but not the one that you did get. Which was? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and yeah, right. It was, it was very nonchalant. <laughs> Anyways, today we went to the grocery store, and right. it's like. Dad brought two apples. We were only supposed to get one. <laughs> it's like, wait, how did you just go into your problems? Like, did you not hear the last sentence that happened? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. I just. Oh, yeah. And they told me um, when I asked about that lady, because um, I was like, by the way, who was that person? Because at this point, being an adult, I'm like, wait a second. Was that a paranormal experience? Right. After having so many and realizing uh, the very minute differences between like human communication and spirit communication. And as I've gotten older, I've been better able to differentiate. <laughs> right. Um, because growing up, it was very difficult for me to tell sometimes, mm-hmm. like, is that a living person or is that a dead person? Um, <laughs> because a lot of them look so real. Right. I, I couldn't tell the difference. Um, so as I got older and as I began to more understand what was going on, um, I got better Mm -hmm. at being like, Oh, you're a spirit. Um, and I started thinking back and I was like, wait, this lady might've been a spirit. Right. So I asked and my parents were like, Oh yes, you would sit on the ground. You would have conversations with no one. And we even talked to the priest about it. (laughs) I just imagine that conversation with the priest, like, is my daughter possessed? <laughs> like, well, and why they ended up talking to the priest about it was because I was using vocabulary that was so much uh, older and strangely worded mm-hmm. than things are. And I, I still do this. There will be times that I just like use like an archaic word or I spell things archaically and we'll look it up and we're like, wait, what? That word stopped being used in like the 1700s. Where did that come from? Um, And uh, I guess I was doing something similar to that in that moment. And then my parents also said like, my vernacular had changed. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were wigged out and knew something unusual was happening. Right. Uh, So they had talked to the priest because they had assumed like, wait a second, is she talking to a ghost? And the priest was like, you know, mediums exist. Uh, this is something that happens uh, as long as it's not negative, pretty much like don't address it. It's really common in children. Mm-hmm. And props to the priest for being like super understanding and not being like, oh, it's demons. Um, Part of me thinks they might have thought that you were like, you'd grow out of it. I think they did. Well, because like they kind of explained like it was common for children. A lot of children have these experiences. Right. Um, And just if I ever asked, tell me that I was talking to an angel and that's it. (laughs) It's solved. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Done. The end of the podcast. You got it. (laughs) Solved. Um, Yeah. It was i just i think that's like the most christian and silly like Mm -hmm. 
such it's a childlike answer but i understand if like i was going to grow out of it it was only a few experiences of like oh that's an angel honey okay angels and then like i'm playing with barbies or something like (laughs) but this kept happening and um angels definitely would not have partaked in some of the activity i experienced (laughs) as a child because if they did something's wrong um so the one thing I do remember from this conversation, I wish I could remember all of it, but I was a young, dumb kid and I remember none of it besides <laughs> this one quote that has always stuck with me because I just, I thought it was so pretty. Mm-hmm. And it also made me feel like really dumb because I didn't understand it. And I thought it was silly as a kid. So it's something that always stuck out in my mind. But this uh, spirit lady had told me to uh, see with my heart and not with my eyes. And that is why I could see spirits and other people couldn't mm. because I was not seeing her with my eyes. I was seeing her with my heart. It's interesting. And I was like, uh, dumb. You can't <laughs> see with your heart. Um, There's no eyeballs, lady. <laughs> <laughs> right. So as a kid, this made no sense. And um, as an adult, I think it's one of the most like profound things and i use this as advice all the time for people who want to develop like a psychic connection or for children who are experiencing something similar that i experienced Mm -hmm. that it is like oh i have full body chills (laughs) it is like empathy to the extreme and a lot of my perceptions of spirit are very like empathetic based um and I think this is like the spirit kind of telling me how it worked. Right. Like, no, it's not with your eyeballs. Like, this is not something with your eyes. And like, I was so convinced of that for a long time. I was like uh, doing all those like color tests and maybe I see more colors. And if mm-hmm. I see more colors, maybe I have more rods or more cones. Like right. maybe my eyes are different. And that's why I see spirits is because like maybe my eye is biologically different. Yeah. Um, and that was a theory I ran with for a very long time. As I'm like, um, I got ghost cones in my eyeballs. Are there extra ones? That one's a demon cone. That one's an angel cone. That one's a uh, fairy cone. Fairy cone. Right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I. Okay. Um. I went down a track of craziness. Um, But (laughs) what I did after I heard this quote is I, of course, Googled it because I was like, this is all bullshit. Uh, I made this up. (laughs) I don't remember this quote. Um, So I looked it up and the closest thing I could find is one line in a song from Phantom of the Opera. Mm. And it is somewhat similar to this notion of like seen with your heart and not with your eyes. Um, Except here's the kicker. Um, this had happened like right at the same time that that play would have just been starting. And um, I obviously had no way of knowing anything about the Phantom of the Opera. No. Um, so I was incredibly sheltered. <laughs> My parents were very strict. And I was not allowed to consume like pretty much any media aside from the Disney Channel. Right. Um, even Nickelodeon was a little risque. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
yeah, I would have had no way of coming into contact with that. And even if I did, there wasn't any commercials that I could find or any like advertisements that had that portion of the song in there. So again, like my parents just had no idea how to handle this. Mm -hmm. And that's like essentially the whole thing of this story is they didn't know what to do or what to say, <laughs> um, which led to me growing up my entire existence feeling isolated and alone and abandoned and hopeless and like I was experiencing some sort of mental problem mm -hmm. that I didn't understand because like as much as I tried to ignore it, it didn't go away. Right. And as much as I tried to understand it, I couldn't find any plausible explanation that made sense. Um, and as we'll hear in these stories, <laughs> every friend who I like confided in of like, do you feel this too? Um, didn't. And it, <laughs> it was, it was really hard. It was really, really hard. Um, and yeah. Until me. And I was like, hey, you're weird too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Story for another day. But yeah, I had sincerely grown up and I truly thought I had absolutely lost my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where a lot of my self-doubt and skepticism comes in, which I do think the skepticism is a good thing because I like <laughs> cannot accept anything. I always research it just to make sure I can rule out any plausible explanation mm -hmm. because paranormal is always like my very last like, right. okay, I couldn't find anything. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, and I know so many people are like, wait, if you see spirits, how do you not believe yourself? And it's just one of those things to where I just want to make sure mm -hmm. that I'm not, you know, going down a rabbit hole or, over-exaggerating. Right. Um, I don't want to portray myself or I don't want to even like convince myself of something that's not true. Right. Um, because that's not what it's about. And I think the biggest issue is, is I don't particularly like mediumship. Mm -hmm. Um, this was not something I was comfortable with, nor uh did I seek or want. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell? Um and I I had a hard time with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I very actively tried to pretend like it wasn't a thing. Would you want mediumship? No, I'm good. I mean, without knowing me, before knowing me. Was it ever something like you thought about, like growing up of like, well, what if I could talk to a ghost? No. Really? I just wanted fire powers. I also wanted fire powers. And I also thought it would be very cool. I always wanted to be Spider-Man when I grew <laughs> up. I thought Spider-Man was the coolest. And I was like, I want to be Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. I want to save the world. <laughs> and I want to swing from a web. <laughs> I just remember sitting in my room just going, do it. Fire. This time for sure. Do it. No. <laughs> it never came. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry about your webs. Try one more time. Whoa, Robert Love! <laughs> you did it. Thank you. But see, now you don't want it. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so I always thought I was imagining things until I got validation for the very first time. And that's a story for another day. 
We just want to say thank you again to our Fae level patron, Chemically Feline. It means the world to us that you support us. And to all of our patrons, we are so grateful for all of you. Thank you all for watching the podcast. If you can, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, or leave it a five-star rating on your preferred podcast reviewing app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you don't want to give it to five stars, just don't bother. It's okay. We don't need you to. So... <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> and to all of you who are like, you're not a psychic medium, don't worry. I don't care what you say. My parents didn't believe me growing up. <laughs> Nothing's worse than that. So say what you will. I don't care if you don't believe me. I say this all the time. Time. I would not believe me. I still have a hard time believing me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's okay. This is not about, you know, believing me. Um, this is more about like, just this is my life experience. Uh, it's strange. <laughs> what is the answer to it? We don't have an explanation. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm just talking in a microphone about how strange I am. And I feel like talking to strangers about this because nobody's believed me my entire life. And maybe just maybe um, somebody will find comfort in it. That, uh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's ultimately hmm? what I hope is like I felt so excluded and alone as a kid. I, I wished somebody was like able to talk about it openly. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's why I put myself through this pain. <laughs> it's to help people hopefully or just entertain you with how messed up my life has been oh god you poor kid yeah yeah it's been interesting thanks for watching the spirit diaries and we'll see you next time okay bye bye <laughs> Oh, shit.